Welcome to our crossover episode that we just came up with maybe five minutes ago, but but that's fine. Um, it is Adriana from For My Mother Podcast and Tasha, and we have um, I well, I'm gonna let her introduce herself in her podcast. I am Nyja. Um, my podcast is called Autonomous Birth. It is essentially about uh birthing experiences of Black women. And you know how that goes, pregnancy, labor and delivery, postpartum, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and we um we know we did a couple of episodes on pregnancy and postpartum, but Naja's Naja's story is a little bit different than me and Adriana's because she had a C-section. Um, so um, with that being said, Naja, how? Because you had a C-section and then you had a natural birth, correct? Yeah, I had a C-section and a home birth. Okay, so how do you think it differed? Because I've never had a C-section, Adriana's never had a C-section. So how do you how would how do you think they differ? Like natural versus C-section? Uh, I was gonna say I'm not traumatized, but I, I feel like that doesn't go for everybody. Uh, that was probably just my situation. Um, but you are able to like get up and live your life. Why mm. don't you pop the baby out? Mm. Uh, when I had the C-section, that wasn't the case, um, and that's. A, affected me terribly because mm. like, I had to get my own you know I had to get washed up I couldn't hold my baby immediately da, 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 da. but like after I gave birth I had I live in a row house well a townhouse it's called different things different places but I live in a townhouse and after I had the baby I just walked upstairs and went to my bed <laughs> where if oh. I was you know with the c-section I wasn't walking anywhere <laughs> um so that's the main thing and then you know, I assume the same for you. After you push your baby out, you kind of feel like a badass. Yeah. Like, yeah, and I had... <laughs> the whole experience is... Um, I think the whole experience is different. So I have two kids, and I had um, hospital births with both. Um, and even between those two experiences, it was a little bit different. Um, kind of with, like, rules and regulations at the time. I think both times I had a kid even like the pregnancy experience was different, right? And birth, birth just, it felt different. So I would, I would want my next kid to be a home birth, right? Because like you said, like I would feel more like empowered. I would be able to get up and do, you know, things like that. And you don't get that with hospital births because I had epidurals both times as well. Like you don't get, like when you have an epidural, like you can't even get up and go to the bathroom. They give you a catheter and you just like lay there. And you can still hold your baby, but it's kind of, you kind of feel like trapped, if you know what I'm saying. Like, in the, I'm like stuck in this bed and like, I can't go nowhere. Like, I'm just holding my baby here. Um, and I wouldn't say I was traumatized because it felt normal because that's what I felt like the norm was. But I think with more education, I, I feel like doing a home birth or doing like a natural birth is just more appeasing to like my lifestyle you know mm-hmm. at this point i'm traumatized you're I'm traumatized from today. i said listen down there don't feel like nothing what it felt like before i had that baby like i am legit like i i could do the pregnancy part over well, again you know, but when it came to that birth, it was so many ifs, and I'm not an if person. Like, I need to know what's about to happen, why it's about to happen, you know, and I think that's what getting pregnant again, like, it, you don't experience it like you did the first time. There's different things that happen, and I just, the ifs, the what may happen, I don't know. So I'm traumatized. A lot of uncertainty. Yes. Like, it's like, Especially, like, I don't want to say I'm a controlling person, but for me, ideally, it's nice to know, like, this is going to happen, this is going to happen, this is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to birth, it's like, you don't know what the hell is going to happen. No. Except for, uh-uh. hopefully, the baby's going to come earthside, and you will make it through as well. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm so lifted on this table to the sky, feeling like I'm about to touch Jesus with this light in my face, <laughs> and <laughs> these people just circling me. And, I mean, with Kai... Um, when I had him, he's about to be one, so it hasn't been long ago. That might be why, but um, you know, they he had had like a bowel movement, and so there was meconium, and 
there then they were like, well, we don't know like what's gonna happen. You know, he could swallow it. We don't want him to swallow it. So then as soon as Kai came out, like it was like five nurses just there. And that was the scariest thing. Like as soon as Kai came out, I couldn't hold him. I didn't get to really see him. I was getting stitched up. So I don't know. It was it was just a little much <laughs> for me. Yeah. I'm sure they didn't need five nurses to do whatever the hell they would have had yeah. to do if something went wrong. Yeah. And it was like, one person, two maybe? That's what I'm saying. Like, it was a little crowded. It was yeah. a, little, a little too many people. But... I feel like they were like test subjects. Yeah. And it was just like, okay. So, with the home birth, yeah. because I've always been interested. Um, I... So, of course, there was no epidural, correct? No no medicine. It was all natural. I went, I went as natural as possible as long as I could. But I did find that they kind of forced it on you. Like, they were like, you know, we want you to be natural, but here goes this potato. We want you to be natural, but we want you to lay down. So I need to put this medicine in you. So I think for me, um, you know, I did the walking around. I was doing lunges. Like, they were like, what the heck? Mm-hmm. So what are some things that you did in order to prep your body? And what are some things that you did while in labor um, to make it uh, more of, I guess, a comforting experience and how you dealt with, like, contractions and things? Um, one, for me, like I said, I was, I wasn't even, I'm not going to say psychic drama, but I, I wasn't even psychoactive. Yeah. Like, I couldn't watch certain things. Um, so part of that was having to get through that in general, mm-hmm. like, going into living out the birth, so mental work. But once I... I've always wanted to have a home birth, mm-hmm. so that C-section, that's why I was so messed up. I was like, this is not what the hell I want. Um, so the idea of having a birth at home wasn't crazy to me, but I had to, like, I did yoga to prep my body. I went to the chiropractor because they say, like, um, it aligns to align your pelvis so the baby can have a easier entry or I guess they're not entering your body apparently mm-hmm. bye bye out of the body <laughs> whatever <laughs> um, I had a doula and yeah I guess that was it I feel like I didn't do as much as I wanted to honestly yeah but like the third trimester I started doing yoga I was drinking my tea I would try to eat dates but I'm not sure if y'all eat dates they nasty they would ask you and, mm-hmm. they tell yeah, me I'm put some peanut like, butter on it I said put some peanut butter on it I don't want no peanut butter <laughs> I was like oh no <laughs> I did do the tea the red raspberry leaf tea yeah. is actually what put me into labor fun fact but yeah <laughs> so do that again and then honestly labor itself was I feel like it it was easy but only because I feel like I was in it was, I wasn't really in active labor till like an hour before I had the kid. After my water broke, it was all hell broke loose. But mm. I for two hours I had to manage that pain, and it was just like um, using the techniques that my doula taught me and stuff. And then the birthing team, of course, that's always important. Um, it depends on the person because when I had my first kid, I was like, I don't want nobody there, <laughs> and I probably should have had somebody there. <laughs> but, <laughs> Just making sure you surround yourself with, you know, supportive people, I guess you say. Um, but, yeah, it wasn't much mental. Like, I don't know. I guess I just, it's always what I wanted. The only prep was, like, yoga. Mm-hmm. I didn't prep as much as I wanted to, which is what I'm saying. <laughs> it just worked out. Yeah. I think so. Oh, sorry. Okay. I, think, I think you're about high. Okay, so it's okay. It's okay because I started talking and you started talking. But um, I, I think it's just like it's a very go with the flow, and I find it to be such a surrender moment. Like it's like okay, I'm no longer in control. Like this baby is basically in control of what's gonna happen, and it it really it was it, it's such a surreal moment, and it's 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 something I don't know. I when people ask, I can never explain it. Like, I literally say it's a surrender moment and you just have to allow your body mm-hmm. to do what it's going to do and what the natural, like, process is for your body to do. And everybody handles it differently. Like, every person I talk to, they've done it differently. I was talking to Tasha the whole time and she was like, well, I did this. Well, I did that. Well, Adrian really ain't that bad. So, <laughs> so, um, <laughs> then I got that really bad. But, but, I mean, it's interesting to see. So, Tasha, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead, girl. I mean, I feel like it's different every time, right? So, like you said, like, 
birth. Like, I was like, you know, I did this, 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 and this. And like I said, both times was like, I'm not gonna say completely different, but they were like a little bit different. Um, I don't think you can like fully prepare for birth. I mean, both times I gave birth, I was in there like, yeah, y'all, I wanna go home. I was like, can I go home? I wanna go home. <laughs> like, in the heat of my contractions, I, I wanna go home. Like, send me to the house. I'm done. I'm clocking out. And they're looking at me like I'm crazy, but I'm like, look, like I'm in like pain. Like, I wanna go. But I think. Like, like you said, my first time around, I wanted everybody there, right? Like, I needed, like, auntie, uncles, like, I needed everybody there. The second time around, I was really leery about it because I wanted it to be, like, a really intimate experience. And then the next time around, it's probably just going to be me and my baby daddy because I just feel like it's such, like, an intimate, like Adrian said, like, a vulnerable moment that... Like, I want to be, I want it to be, like, not quiet, but I want it to be, like, a really, like, serene, calm presence, right? And I'm not saying that if my auntie or, you know, whoever came in the room, it wouldn't be that. But I feel like the more people you put in the room, the more chaotic it gets, right? And that's why I wouldn't want, like, a lot of nurses in the room or anything like that. Like, I just want it to be, like, a really, like, quiet, calm moment oh in the water your phone is doing the most it is i was like is it, is it mine <laughs> it went out and then it tried to i cannot out. with my phone y'all yes, i yes. need a new phone right <laughs> and i have one more listen i have one more payment <laughs> on this phone before I can get a free upgrade, right? I'm trying to hold out for my free upgrade, guys. You got it. <laughs> so after I pay my month, my bill, y'all, in June, I'm getting a new phone. I'm getting a new phone for June. But what did y'all hear? Y'all didn't hear nothing? No, I heard it. I heard it. I heard it. You want to be in the water. All I heard was water at the end. I didn't hear it. All I heard was was water. I don't know what about the water. I just heard water. uh, Okay. Wow. Is that what you said? You want to to have the water? (laughs) Oh, yes. I do. I want to have a nice water boat with, like, just me and dad and a doula, of course. Somebody who kind of knows what they're doing in case I get to dying. Because if I get to dying and my boyfriend's in there, I'm good as dead. I'm good as dead. So I need somebody to know how to do CPR in there. Because that's another thing about giving birth. Like, when I had my first son, I was like, I was 17. And I was scared that I was going to die. Because, like, you hear, like, these horror stories about, like, moms who, like, have, like, these emergency C-sections. And then they die on the table. Or, like, after they give birth to their baby, they, like, bleed mm-hmm. out, right? And at 17, that was petrifying, right? Like, I am not trying to die right now. And then the second time around, it was, it, I had that, like, in the back of my mind, but it was kind of, it didn't feel as real, right? Um, but mm-hmm. I think that is a very real, like, reality, especially for black women, because, like, our mortality rate with giving birth is so high. Which is true. I read this book while I was um while I was pregnant. And I shouldn't have read the book. I don't know why I picked that book up. Because it literally talked about it literally talked about black women being pregnant and dying. And I don't know why I picked that book up. But and it was interesting to me to see that DC was um he said wait, you're from Baltimore, correct? Yeah, mm-hmm. and it said D.C. was one of the top places where, like, they really don't take care of um, black women, and I was like, oh, my gosh, like, I'm kind of right down the street. Like, I was like, wait a minute. That's what the book said. I don't know if the book was true. I only read half of it, and then I put it down, so it might have had some more facts, but... Mm-hmm. um, Good on you for being like, this is not good yeah. for me. I'm going to put this Because <laughs> I thought it was, like, more of a help book, but that was no help whatsoever. Yeah. It was like, I'm going to scare the hell yeah. out of you. That's the help you get from yeah. me. Yeah, <laughs> did you go into your home birth with any with any fear? Or is it like, I want this so bad where it's like, you know what? I'm going to just, I'm fine. Like, I got this. 
I honestly was more scared of having birth in the hospital mm. than I was of having birth at yeah. home for that very reason. And I gave birth in, when I had the C-section, I was in Arizona, which is even less, not even less, it's a lot of black people in Baltimore, I don't know why I said that, which is not that many black people. I probably saw two black people oh, wow. while I was in the hospital. So I was more worried about having a baby in Arizona in the hospital than I was at home. Um, it's funny because after I had the baby, my mother did, my mother, <laughs> like two weeks before I gave birth, I told my mother, like, okay, you can come to the baby, you know, whatever the hell you call it, <laughs> delivery, whatever. And after I had the baby, she's like, you know, I realized that you had a C-section. You didn't think about that, basically like that. And I was like, no, because I just, if something went wrong, that's what the midwife was there for <laughs> or whatever. So I, I wasn't too scared about having the baby at home. I was more scared that if it didn't work out, I would end up in the hospital and then what would happen then. But I just never, after that initial fear, I just put it out my mind. I was just like, I'm having a baby at home. I never said like, if I had a baby at home or when we had, it was more so when we had a baby at home. I think that's my reality now. Like I've done it twice at the hospital, right? So like, like I said, when I, when I had my first kid, my main concern was I was going to die, right? So like I needed, I wanted to be at the hospital because I wanted to like, if I'm bleeding out, I need somebody to bring me some blood up here. Like, I need somebody to save my life. Now, I feel comfortable enough giving birth, and I feel comfortable enough, like, knowing, like, I have a plan. I know how to make a plan. Like, I know how to execute a plan. I know how to have an advocate. To where now, I feel like I could give birth at home and be like, you know, all right, whatever. Like you said, let's go to the living room. We're having a baby. But... But I it was very much. I was like, I don't think I'm having a baby today. I was like, I don't think we're having this baby. And then an hour later, my water broke. And I'm right, like, yes, we are. This what baby. a that was. That's just like a lovely experience, though. Like, yeah. I feel like I had the worst, and then like, when you get the best of both worlds, because last time. Throw it out, throw it out. I don't know. So right. Love the kids. I don't know if we at or if we talked about it, but was your C section it was unplanned, right? Yeah, no. I went into No, it was not planned to answer your question. I had a midwife at the hospital. I was supposed to be having a natural birth in the hospital. Okay. So you you still you had always wanted to go like the kind of like the scenic route but still at the hospital I've always wanted to have okay. a water birth at home but when, like I said it was in Phoenix when we had the last one and it just didn't seem feasible to I didn't want to have I didn't want to do an apartment this is Naja not thinking with her big brain I didn't want to do an apartment ruin the apartment and oh. have to pay for that shit that makes okay. sense um <laughs> But Maybe. I should have did it. And also the other side of that was I didn't want something tragic to happen in the apartment. And then I didn't have anywhere to go. Mm. So I tried to have the baby at a birthing center. But that didn't work out either. So I ended up going to the midwife at the hospital. Um, so. But that didn't work out. Fun fact. So in case you're listening. If you want a midwife and you find a midwife at a hospital. That midwife at the hospital still has to listen to the attending physician. Or whatever you want to call it. They're not like the head honcho I guess you say. So if the OBGYN is like, admit her, they have to admit you. So don't don't go to a midwife at a hospital, in my opinion. So I wondered because I saw another lady do this and she had a C section and then she had a like she didn't have a home birth. She just like had a natural birth. But either way, mm-hmm. um how is it the trans so because people, some people say you can't go from a C-section to a natural birth. Now, I feel like that's all false because mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of women I heard that. C-section, natural birth. So, what were the things, I guess, I don't I don't know, like, how do you prepare, after your body's went through a C-section, what are, like, some, some tips they give you or, like, how is that process different rather than, like, being natural and then going to, like, a natural birth? Um, yeah, I was about to say, they don't. Give you no they don't. Um, I get what you though. Uh, you mean like okay? Let me make sure I do get you. You mean like healing wise or like what's like getting pregnant and then because they say after you get one C section, all your babies have to be C section. Okay, that's what I'm saying. I get okay, you. so um, the the general rule, I guess to say, it depends on the person, okay. is that you're not supposed to have like you should wait eighteen months mm-hmm. from delivery to get pregnant again 
Um, but sometimes when I was pregnant or with him, I joined like a HVAC mm. Facebook group, and some people don't wait eighteen months, and it really just depends on the person. Um, but yeah, I that that's like I guess knowledge is power or whatever, because they say like you're gonna have a uterine rupture, but that's a very very rare thing to happen. And apparently, a uterine rupture mm-hmm. can happen even if you haven't had a C-section. So like, if you, I don't know, like, that sounds scary. I'm about to scare somebody. Even if you're regular, mm-hmm. like your first time mom, you could have a uterine rupture. Apparently, don't quote me on that because I don't have a degree in that stuff. But that's what I heard. Um. So, yeah, and like my grandmother, I did a podcast with my grandmother, my mother, and then uh, last week I think or whatever. She, in 1950, she had a C-section. Then two years later, she gave birth vaginally. So it's like. I feel like it's just doctors wanting to be safe and not, you know, have a lawsuit or whatever. Because mm-hmm. it's doable. The same way you scratch yourself in a heel. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I think it's fine. They just make it such a big deal. Like, after you get one C-section, mm-hmm. the rest of them have to be C-sections. So I've always just wanted to ask somebody who went from a C-section to natural, because everybody I know, they was like, oh, well, um, I had to have a C-section because I had one the first time. And everybody I see on, like, Instagram, Twitter, and all that other mm-hmm. stuff, they're like, oh, I'm fine. I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> okay. I feel like they said that for a very long time, and it was always, like, for why? Yeah, like, <laughs> I, I, I was another C-section. I was always curious as to, to why. But, I mean, that was one of my biggest fears, though, I think, was, let's see, I don't know, it... Not necessarily, I guess, a C-section, just like, because my son was nine pounds. And, yeah, that was a month. Come on. So, nine pounds, 19 inches. <laughs> and so, they was like, yeah, if he get if he gets stuck, we going to have to, like, uh, cut you a little deeper, and then we're going to have to do this, and we might have to do a C-section. He might, like, rip something of yours. I was like, oh, my God. This is when he's halfway out. Like, this wasn't even before, Mm -hmm. like, I had him. So, it wasn't a fear necessarily to have a C-section, but it was still, like, I don't know. I was just at the point where I was like, whatever you got to do to get him out, to get him out. I don't even have time for this no more. That's just me. But, yeah. (laughs) Did they have you give birth on your back? They didn't. I didn't want to. I actually wanted to give birth on my, I think I wanted Mm -hmm. to do it kind of like squatting a little bit, but I had an epidural. I couldn't feel nothing. Mm -hmm. Apparently, I saw this post the other day, though, that, like, there are other physicians you can get into. You need help, obviously. Yeah. With an epidural, there are other physicians you can get into to push the baby out. But um, I only ask that because what doesn't make sense to Nigel <laughs> is how they say, this baby is not going to be able to get out of Yeah. Me. It's like, I don't think God would put a baby in me that can't get out of me vaginally. You know? I mean, obviously, in some instances, but it just seems like they would have been, well, like you said, you have the epidural. But it seems like they would have said, okay, let's try a different position to push out of, you know, push or whatever. But I guess not. Sorry. No, you're, you're not. Um, I, okay, so they brought me, I had amazing nurses. I had amazing, until I got to that last lunch, because she made me a little nervous. But, um, <laughs> she, she, they put peanut balls. They let me, like, walk around and everything. So they were pretty good. But like I said, when I got to the pushing mm-hmm. part, I didn't want to push on my back, and she was rubbing some oil on my vagina while I was pushing. And I was like, "Thank you, I guess." Because <laughs> <laughs> she kept, this is her. She's like, "Well, all right, give me one big push." You and was then at she holds out her hand to the nurse. You was at Virginia Baptist doing this. She's like, "Doing oil, <laughs> doing oil treatments." They know why. Apparently, I've seen it, and I that was gonna ask for it. I didn't get. I didn't get, get no oil massage. That must be new. <laughs> Is that not a real thing? That's a new. That's a that's a new soul. Oh, I got it. Oh. <laughs> it oh. might have been like a yes. I ain't trying to make it seem like I'm old. Thing. <laughs> because. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. You making it? You said she has some oil rubbing it. I'm like, what? Who's <laughs> rubbing it on it? <laughs> Girl. Hey. So apparently, y'all. Apparently, you can do it by yourself. I'm so. But... Yeah. <laughs> I'm 
can imagine you think he's getting well, yeah, my order yeah. at the Peoples Virginia Baptist Hospital. <laughs> no, let me finish. So you can t- so I wasn't gonna try it. I had seen it, but I was scared. Because for some reason, when I was pregnant, this might be a little TMI, but that's okay. When I was pregnant, I was just I don't know. I didn't want to do too much fool yeah. around down there. You know, they <laughs> say the best way to get the baby out is how you got him in. It's not TMI. It's a pregnancy podcast. <laughs> I know it. I was scared. You don't touch me. You were <laughs> I couldn't do it. But no. I didn't get no hot oil treatment when I was there. I'm sorry, y'all. I also didn't rip. I know. It is not I'm gonna think about it that from now on. No. You didn't rip. Did you have your baby laying down to you? I didn't tear, but I was in the water and I was squatting, um, so gravity was helping me. No, I didn't. I didn't tear. My kids oh, were like, my kids were like, Kaza was like six pounds. Kobe was like a little over seven. And no, I I didn't. Right, I, that's probably why. Like my kids were I really had a small, baby too. and I didn't labor for a really long time. I think Kobe was four hours. Cause Maya was probably four as well. Yeah, I was. Just, yeah, four hours. So I was my busted for body. seventeen so hours with Kobe. I was scared to go back to to the doc to the hospital, right? Because there was a doctor there. And he was really mean to me. Now, it sounds childish now, but I was 17 at the time, right? And he was really mean to me. And I didn't want to go back there when he was on ship, right? So I was scared to go to the doctor. And and um, so I waited it out. And I see my OB the next morning. And my OB was like, oh, okay, you know, you're in labor, right? Like, you're dilated. And I was like, oh, okay. And it was a school day. So I was like, oh, well, I guess I can't go to school today. And then with Kaza, he, yes, you, with, with Kaza, right, like, I was petrified. So I was literally, I, when I, I went to the my OB at, like, 11, 12 o'clock, and I was literally at, like, maybe, like, a four. Like, I was about to have this other baby, but I was not going back to the hospital. And then with Kaza, he was too, he had stopped growing, so they said, okay, well, he's done. So let's just go. We're, we're going to take him, right? And what they said was that, right, that's what they said. So at, at his 36-week appointment, he was a, whatever weight he was. And he was the same size at 38 weeks. So they said he hadn't grown. So just take him out, right? So, and I went to the hospital, and the doctor was like, you know, it's probably going to take you a while to have the baby. So... You know, take your time getting to the hospital. And took my time, I did. Because I was not about to sit up in there all day. Waiting for these people. For 20 hours, like you said. But I got there. They gave me the Pitocin. And I had them a couple hours later. They was like, wow, that was fast. And I was like, yeah, I know. I didn't realize it was going to be that fast. Because I wasn't induced with my oldest. With my youngest, they did induce me. But I didn't take it. didn't take no long time. Right. I don't understand inductions when like nothing's well, going on. But maybe there's right. something going on. But I just feel like it's a, the baby's gonna come when it wanna come. But you know how people be like, mm-hmm. uh, he's too big. Like, oh, see, no, I was a week late. I was a week late. I went in the night before I was supposed to be induced, and they looked at me and they said, oh, "You're supposed oh. to be induced anyway, so I guess we'll keep you. You gay? I'm about to die. I'm having contractions." <laughs> Like, I'm ready to, let's go. But now, how was your, like, experience? So, may I ask why you had to have the C-section? Like, was there, like, a, like, something happened to, well, of course, something had to happen for them to, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know what. Um, so, you ever heard, yeah. like, when they say one intervention, like, turns into a whole bunch of other interventions? I feel like that's what happened, because, um. They said that, okay, also right. have you heard how when you have a contraction, the baby's heart rate dips and then it goes back. So that was happening. And at that time, I didn't have that knowledge. And they was like, oh, well, his heart rate keeps dropping when you have a contraction. So they admitted me and gave me Pitocin. And then when they gave me Pitocin, they broke my water. They broke my water. I wasn't progressing like they wanted to, basically. And they just kept doing a whole bunch of shit to my body. And then my mm-hmm. service, they said my service was full. Um, huh? I know. I feel like so, like you said, like I think so much fun, right? a lot of the times with 
doctors and hospitals, I feel like they do they they do take care of their patients, but there's also a liability, right? So if you go to the hospital and you're having, like she said, like intervention after intervention, they're going to have to do something to not to protect themselves, right? So if they did not give you a C-section and then you and your baby died and they sh- could have did a C-section, that's going to be on them, right? So they, they always mm-hmm. take the extra step to go the extra mile. Like with my youngest, he, there was nothing wrong with him. He just wasn't grown anymore. Right. And we could have waited the next two weeks and he would have, he probably would have came whenever. Right. Cause he came so fast. He probably would have come the next day or whatever. Right. But if it did turn out to be a problem, then the doctor would be held accountable for it. Right. And they don't want that. Right. So they always do a little bit extra to cover their own asses. Right, right. That's what I like. So, but then, it, like you said, in the process, you're traumatizing people. You're traumatizing people, and I'm sure the doctor. Yeah. Right, you are I'm traumatizing sure people. Remember me at all for the rest of their lives, just so you don't have a lawsuit. Basically. Basically. So, yeah. yeah, makes sense, but also be better. Yeah, because I'm not remember that doctor who stuck her hands in me like that, yeah. and it hurt. You're right. She did. She did. Because she did not have to be that rough. You did not got to be. That is precious down there. <laughs> she was rough. Wait, you said massage earlier. No, this was, was a different doctor. Hand this was you. a different one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Some of them just and some of them not. I <laughs> but no, she was. Whew. I still remember. Let me say, can we talk about those? Um, what's those things called when they. um. Uh uh-uh, uh, these oh, things the they do the two check? fingers and they go in and just see check your oh. stuff. Oh. oh yeah, it made yeah. me want to throw up every I time. I didn't do any that <laughs> <laughs> because when I found yeah. out on TikTok that you didn't have to have them, every time I went to the doctor, yeah. I said, "Man, you go put the glove up. Put that glove up. Yeah. You ain't got to do it." Because <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. Not it doesn't mean anything, but I could be four centimeters, right. three centimeters right now, and I had a baby for two weeks. So yeah, I that's why. So like it don't matter. I didn't do any cervical checks with Papa. Like they checked to see if his head was coming, but they was not sticking their fingers. Cause like you said, it's really not necessary unless my baby is coming. You don't need to be up in there no way. Like my baby is coming out. Should nothing be coming in? My baby coming out. Don't worry. He on the way. He coming. Don't worry. He about to pop on his head out. Just give him a minute. One of the nurses checked me, and then she checked me, and then she took her hand out, and she was like, "Oh, well, you're here." I, I said, "Girl, I didn't even feel that." <laughs> she was, she was like, "Oh yeah, you're like seven. She said you're like seven mm-hmm. centimeters dilated." I said, "Well, glory be." Right. And I but was like, seven centimeters. Saying, like it really doesn't out. tell you anything. I mean, if you don't see the baby's head, then the baby ain't coming. That's just as simple as it is. Okay. Yes, buddy. Find a blanket or something. I do too. I miss when they look Babies are like. I mean, my baby now is just running around, running around. They just call a little ruckus. They be talking. That's what I'm saying. My child is not ideas. He just be throwing. Yeah. No, the something ideas. ideas. (laughs) Yeah. You know how you could like lie to like a small kid, like a two-year-old or three-year-old. You could be like, you know whatever i used to so the biggest lie i ever told my oldest son was that all the kids in the world went to sleep at eight o'clock right it worked it worked for like it worked up until like last year i think and then i keep kind of had that he realized that not everybody went to sleep at the same time right because he has a little bit of fomo or whatever so when i told him that everybody was sleep he was like all right i'm gonna go to sleep because everybody sleeps i'm gonna be up when everybody else up right that, that it it killed it last year because he was in school, and I guess the other kids were talking about going to bed, and then he realized don't everybody go to bed at eight o'clock. I'm like damn, they could have kept that to themselves. 
it was a good like it, it lasted me a good minute too. I'm proud of it. I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell all my kids that last. Yeah, I had some good sleep <laughs> for a couple years. I do have a question. So, what was postpartum like for you guys and like healing? Because you both had natural. Um, you know I mean, bad numbers. <laughs> no, I think so. Postpartum for me was more mental than physical. Right. Um, because like, I guess the physical part was like, it was a big portion, right? So I had to wear my diapers. I had to do like the little salves and stuff like that. But postpartum to me was more mental because I had to like, actually put myself in the mode of like being a mom and like getting a routine and taking care of this person which was harder the first time around because I had no idea like what I was doing. Right. So my first kid, like I was in grind mode. Like I was like hyper-focused. I wanted all the cool gadgets. I changed his diaper every hour. Like I wasted so many diapers with my, like as soon as the blue line turned blue, as soon as the yellow tiles burned blue, I was changing them. Right. Because I was like, Oh my God, my baby's wet. <laughs> right. Like I had all, I had a wipe warmer. I had a bottle warmer. Like postpartum to me felt like I just, it was a lot of stress in postpartum, right? Because I just had to do it right. Um, and I think a lot of postpartum depression and anxiety came in for me because I have anxiety anyway, right? And then having a kid, a small kid that depends on you adds like a whole nother level of stress, right? And I'm happy that I was able to surround my peop- myself with people who I felt safe with and that were willing to help me because I didn't fall as deep into that depression and anxiety as I could have, because I was stressed. Postpartum was stressful for me. Oh, I guess <laughs> I think for me it was. Well, I'm still. I feel like I'm still going through it. Um, but at first it was really physical because I like to do stuff for myself and I couldn't move. Like, it just felt like, and Cabra was in the NICU, so I had to get up, and I really didn't, like, get that. I mean, I healed, and I feel like I healed quicker because I moved around more, but um, I it was, I don't know. I think a lot of it was I felt like I was doing everything wrong, and, I like, I'm still getting out of that. Like, every mom is different. Every parent is different. I mean, I mean, for instance, like, his birthday is coming up. I'm not a big party person. I just don't see the need and a a bunch of people sitting around watching my baby eat cake. I don't see it. So, like, I mean, I think I have to, a lot of it is, like Tasha said, mental. But I think for mine is, like, realizing that every parent is different Mm -hmm. and what I do works best for me and my child. And it's also about, um, I don't know. I guess guess that's, that's what it is for me. Probably just more mental. And um, I found myself with more of a shorter temper too. That's the other part. Cause like I just let me say it'd be the littlest thing, and I'm like, are you serious right now? But um, somebody told me the other week because we do a lot of stuff, like a lot of community stuff. I mean, just a lot of stuff in general. And somebody told me, and it has not left, is that you are not a village by yourself. Like it takes a village, but you're not the village. And so it's also been with postpartum trying to deal with like everything personally and being a mom, but also being, you know, doing this and, and all the things that come with being me and that adjustment to like the new life that I have. So I think that's what postpartum has been like. I mean, I'm still adjusting, but I think it's really about knowing what works for me. I just repeated myself, but y'all get the point. I think also, like, what you just said about um, how every mother is different, I think, depending on the person, of course. Okay, all right, all right, all right, I'll give you another one. Um, depending on the person, like, if you're on Instagram yes. and you just see, you know, mom talk, all this shit on mom talk, and you mm-hmm. in a, um impressionable moment of your life, and you're yeah. like, I should be doing this, or I should be doing this. It's like, yeah, you could, or you should, but you don't have to. <laughs> I like a lot of pressure on people. I, sometimes I'm like, I'm yeah, I think it's a lot of pressure <laughs> yeah, to be like, 
Like you said, like these TikTok moms, they wake up at three o'clock in the morning and go to the gym and like jog and like eat their breakfast. Like I get up ten minutes before my kids do, throw my clothes on, and we're like rushing out the door late. Like I'm, I can't do that. And I, like you said, I'm glad that they could do that. But me, mm-hmm. I value sleep a little bit more than I value that little run in the morning time. So <laughs> I'm not doing that. Or the moms who like have the plates and they like got all the vegetables cut up and all. This. I'm throwing the stuff on the plate. Eat it how you will just just eat as long as you eat it we making it right mm-hmm. so and i think that's just like yeah. I, I don't my baby just heard a cheese like, burrito like we're like <laughs> like exactly who <laughs> really cares who is taking account right as long as the kids aren't like starving or neglected then they're all right I had to, I wasn't always that, but like I said, what? Well, all right, point, like, we're alive. I get to the end of the day, and I'm like, wow, like we're alive, <laughs> they're alive, I'm alive, and we all ate dinner, and we're gonna make it to tomorrow, <laughs> right? Because, like you said, it's a lot of pressure on being a mom, and I think we have yeah. to get to the point because I wasn't always like that either, right? With my first son, I think I overcompensated a lot, and I'm doing a lot of reparenting with him because of that, right? Because of I, I believe that we should parent the child that's in front of us. I don't know who said there's some I've seen that somewhere. You should parent the child that's in front of you, right? And you should you're the one who spends the most time with said child, right? So you know them, you know their you know their triggers and whatnot. So there's no way that someone from the outside can give an accurate input to that, right? So where, you know, people say you know, I do this and this and this with my kid and it works. And I'm always up for advice, right? Like I'll take your advice, but if it's something that I feel like it's not going to work or if it's something that I've tried already, like I'm like, oh, okay. Like I'm glad that worked for your kid, but you know, this is my kid and we're not going to do it. Right. So, and having to deal with being able to say that, being able to feel comfortable saying that to people and standing in it and not swaying is something that. Like, like you said, I'm just now learning to do, right? Because these is my kids. Oh, who care what they, who care what they, these is my kids. <laughs> Liza, how has um, postpartum been for you? Well, the first and second time, you know? <laughs> yeah. Postpartum um, <clears throat> the first time was really, really, really rough. Uh, one, I had my oldest like at the top of the bed, like literally the world shut down the next day and we've been Phoenix um so we didn't have a village Ooh. I guess you say um and I had a c-section and then there was just a whole bunch of other shit happening in my life that was fucking with my head um and similar like Tasha I didn't realize it but <laughs> for real before I got pregnant you're like what in the world was, like through fucking mm. <laughs> so it was very rough I, I was uh not Nigel but you know, but not just before I had the baby, and it affected me like it affected me, and then it affected my relationships. Um, for a long time, I didn't like, like, like I said, I wasn't the same person, but I didn't know what was different or how to articulate what was different or to tell him what I needed from him. So it made my life rough, and then it made his life rough too, because it was just like I don't know what to be with you. Uh, who are you? So um, that changed. I mean, you know, life went on. And then I got pregnant this time, and because of everything I went through last time, I was real um, intentional about this pregnancy and the birth. So, like, I went to therapy. Um, I had got on anti-anxiety medicine because as soon as I found out I was pregnant, I was just like, oh, Lord. Not mm-hmm. oh, Lord, but, like, I was happy about the pregnancy itself. I was happy about the baby expanding our family. I was not happy about having a baby at home because everybody's going to be around. While COVID is not what it was three years ago, it's still not, like... Like, if me or you caught COVID, yeah. but if a baby catch COVID, I don't know what the hell. <sighs> yeah. Um, so, I was like, I need to, I need to make sure I'm okay mentally. And then, like, talking to people about my expectations for after I had the baby, so it's not like, you know, I have to deal with people. It's like, you already know what I want, mm-hmm. so if you give me hell after the fact, I'm just gonna not speak with you for, until, you know, I'm out of my stuff, so I don't have to address mm-hmm. it while I'm going through postpartum. Um, so this postpartum has been a lot better. There's still the days like, where you, like I went quiet or like yesterday I was annoyed. Mm-hmm. 
I was like, we're going to have tacos in there. We're going to have some pancakes. Dinner came. I was like, I'm not making Yeah, no, that was literally like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, you go get us some food. I'm going to go pay my game and relax. Um, so overall, if you're with somebody, I'm just like, I don't like being touched. I didn't breastfeed the first time. I breastfeeded a little bit the first time. This time, I'm breastfeeding. I was just like, and I have a two-year-old who wants to touch me as well. And I was like, back, back up, bro. I don't want to be touched right now. So it's good aside from those regular overwhelming feelings. Um, but last time was trash. But I meant to ask, did you guys like, because uh, I know sometimes, not just myself, but like, did you see any changes in your relationship? Especially, oh my God. No, I mean, because me and my boyfriend, like we, we were together like, oh God, like two years before um, I got pregnant. And, you know, it was what it was, like, you're growing. And then, you know, when I got pregnant, it was like, okay, and postpartum hit, and he was so, like, understanding. And I'm so grateful for that, because I was an asshole. Oh, my God. Like, I was, I was mean. But, like, to have somebody in your life who's like, you know what, baby, I love you. I'm like, thank you, wow. But, um... But it does, <laughs> it does, it does change a relationship. And I think the thing that we still struggling with and we're trying to, trying to do is figuring out your relationship beyond the baby, because now it's become mm-hmm. us, the baby, like it's not us anymore. Like it's like, it's like us and the baby. Right. And I think that's one of the biggest things. Like people say, you know, start dating again, start doing this, start doing that. But it's not easy. Like, we do have people who can watch and we do have this. But when we go out, like, on the in the back of our mind, it's like, oh, shoot, did I pack this bottle? Oh, shoot, did I do this? Did I do that? You know, like, I need to call and check on them. So it's. I think that's where we're – I think that's what we're working through right now is more so of, um, like, we do have a relationship. But, I mean, even to the little things, like, Carol sleeps with us. We have a one-bedroom apartment. We're moving next week. Glory. But, you know, he's like almost a year now. We haven't been able to sleep alone. So, you know, it's that part of, like, intimacy. Like, that's not there no more. And so it's these little things that are coming back and we're trying to make, you know, room for. But I think that's, yeah, it it affects the relationship. And if you're not patient with it or if you don't remember, like, the reasons that you fell in love or the reasons why y'all are together, then it can easily just end I think yeah I think yeah. oh. y'all what is my phone doing <laughs> y'all you don't have to buy me a new phone because what is going on y'all, y'all be having <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. am I lagging I'm, like, I'm trying to figure out what the what I'm laughing at something that happened two minutes ago <laughs> Like, I don't even, like, the problem is, like, I don't see the problem. Like, y'all are telling me that I'm lagging. I don't even know. <laughs> hey. Well, we're telling you. Yeah, there you go. We go, like, we go just, like, 10 seconds. Like, I told you this. We're going to sit there and look at each other. <laughs> to make sure. <laughs> right. Because I'd be late. Apparently, I'm late. But no, so I think that <laughs> listen, okay, okay, I'm ready. So I think that it does change relationships. So with my oldest, like me and his dad really weren't together, so there wasn't really like a change in that relationship. It was over before it started. Um, with me and my second, it was more so like stepping into the parental role. Like I had already had a kid before. So I kind of knew, like, the idea of parenting and what it is, but he didn't, right? So it was frustrating to me because I was like, okay, you need to do X, Y, and Z, and he was, like, fumbling through it, right? And I was like, all right, get yourself together because what are you doing? Like, you're doing it wrong, right? Which caused a lot of frustration and strife and a lot of arguments. Um, and I think, I don't know, with my with my family, I don't know if it's, like, really I don't know if the relationship changed with my family. They've always, they're always like really like supportive and like, you know, whenever I call, they're like, oh, you know, this, 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 X, Y, and Z. So 
I don't think much changed there. The relationship between me and my oldest son changed a little bit because he he had had younger siblings before my son, but I think my son was like the first one that felt kind of real to him, mm-hmm. right? So this is the baby that I see every day. This is like my brother. So he kind of like stepped into like this big brother, this older kid role. And he had like a, he had a point to prove, right? Cause he's the oldest and I can do this by myself, mommy and whoop de whoop de whoop. So our dynamic kind of changed a little bit because he, he wasn't the baby anymore. Right. So he wanted, he just had to prove that he was this big boy. What am I lagging again? Because I can't even hear nothing. <laughs> oh, was that the 10, was that the ten <laughs> seconds? No, the baby was fucking walking. Did your son get clinked? Did your oldest son, like, start clinking to you when you were pregnant? Or, like, um, when you had the baby? Or was it just always? So he was like, three know, at the time. Sure. Like so we right had a pretty like well-established relationship so he wasn't he didn't really cling to me as much and he's always been advanced and super smart and super independent so he yeah he wasn't really clingy he just he kind of stepped into the big brother role like immediately like he was like that's my baby that's my brother like this my this mine and he he all he's always wanted to play with his brother and he's just, he's a really good big brother. I will give him that. He takes on that role really well. That was something that really- Yeah, because you know what? One kid feels like one, but two feels like 20, right? Because like when I- <sighs> Y'all. can't imagine having a y'all, like more than two kids. I'm about to embark on this journey. I am debating on whether I'm gonna have another. Why are you making that face, mm. Adriana? I wish y'all. I wish y'all could have just seen oh, Adriana's face. I'm sorry. You know what I really thought about? She, Do you y'all. Know no. I wasn't judging. What I really thought about was that that lady who got oh. like you know on TLC they love a family of twelve or thirteen or fourteen, oh, and I literally in my head was like, yeah. dang, you gotta feed all them. Yeah. Dang, you gotta clothe all them. That's what's yeah. in my head. Like, I feel like Ever. you can have multiple kids. The house is never quiet that's, that's if what you I'm have saying. 12 kids. You have to have a room with this padded. Padded inside. Because, let me say, even to, even to the significant others and boyfriends, I love yeah. my boyfriend in depth, but sometimes, like, I got to make sure he okay. Like, I'm mm-hmm. like, I would say, if I'm, if mm. we left for a week, mm. what would happen? Sometimes I just wonder. I feel, it would be fine. But at the same time, somebody go call me. And say, oh yeah, for sure. What time is this supposed to happen? And can I do this and this? <laughs> or is the baby gonna die if I do this? It'd be insane. <laughs> it would be absolutely insane. <laughs> right, like come on now. You know what I'm diapers at? I mean, girl, for real. Like you ain't hooked. Now I gotta get up. Because like, did you look? Because it's right, it's right in your face. And my mama used to say that. If you just take the second to. My mama used to say that, and I apologize her every day. I'm like, mom, I'm so sorry I didn't look. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I never apologize to my mother so much. Right, like it's rough out here. It's rough out here. This is what it's like. Yeah. Do you deserve that? I like thank you for everything. <laughs> <laughs> and everything now, because let me thank see. You. Anytime I'm ready to have a breakdown, I'm calling her and I'm on the phone. Like, Why? Right. right, like I'm be like, okay, <laughs> let me let me let me run this by you real quick. Because I think as kids, I mean, and I see it a little bit in my in my oldest now. Like he doesn't really have an idea of what like life is, like what's really going on behind the scenes. So he'd be like, "Well, I want to do this, this, and this," and I'm like, "We're broke." And he's like, "How we broke? Because we're broke." That's how. I mean, what do you mean? How we broke? You gotta work it. Right? <laughs> Listen, I gotta, I gotta pay these bills. Like every payday. When you get paid? First of all, when I get paid, I'm paying the rent. That's what. <laughs> when I get paid, I'm paying the rent. Oh, well. Exactly. Like this is. I'm not your personal like, toy. Phone. Like money. I don't just make money. I don't go to work so you can have toys. Aren't getting anything. 
But I used to think like that as a kid too. I used to think like whatever my auntie brought home, that was that was for me. That was my McDonald's we got every other Friday. I hate I hate a McDonald's now. I want some McDonald's. I don't even like McDonald's. I'm just really hungry. Um I don't like McDonald's. I ate it a lot when I was a kid, but probably. I I mm, I craved. I used to eat up some McDonald's. I I was so happy when I upgraded from the Mighty Kids meal and I could finally eat a Big Mac because my stomach was big enough. And I was like, wow, y'all, like I'm a big, I'm a grown up. I could swallow. I was like nine or ten, and I got my first Big Mac meal. Mm. Girl, you can tell me that I don't, I ain't never, I ain't ate a Mighty Kid meal since. Lord, I thought I heard my baby crying. Yeah. <laughs> I do have a question, kind of question, because I know when I talked to Sasha the other day, and you just mentioned it too, but for the folk, oh, can you say what you yeah. do in the community? Oh, specifically. Oh, <laughs> I was thinking, I was like, what? So, we used to do, we need to start back up, but we used to do like mother meetups where we would have moms come and we would like have a topic and we would discuss it. At this building locally in Lynchburg, um, that was one thing that we had going for a while. And people bring their kids. That's kind of like you know just getting to know moms oh, in the community. Um, we have a whole lot of stuff coming. We have a back to school drive. We have a Father's Day car show coming up. We have a live show next Friday. So it's right. just a whole lot, a whole lot of you know. <laughs> but um, and we're trying to um go to different cities and stuff. That's that's going to start happening, too. So. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm thinking it all out. Ignore me. Ignore me. Finish what you were saying. No, that was it. That's all I had. Okay. The Father's Day thing. Well, all of it sounds really cool. Yeah. The Father's Day especially sounds really cool. Um, but I just wanted to make sure y'all said that. For, you know, that's all right y'all put all three of her listeners can pull up to the to the car show <laughs> and anything else y'all want to come to y'all can come but, uh, he coming you are he want to come to i know he didn't but But yeah, I think so. Like Adriana said, like we want to move around a little bit because we know there are like moms like in our demographic in other areas, um, as well as in Lynchburg, which is why I'm so glad that you reached out to us because this is a wonderful connection. Yeah, I feel like the D. I hate saying DMV, but what the fuck? The DMV. And I don't mean like the metro area. I mean yeah. DC, Marlene, and Virginia, because I know people say that. Yeah, that's what we need. We need you all. So yeah, I do feel like um. Y'all love me for I DC. Like DC. I was just there. Love me for DC and Maryland. I mean, I'll be up there. Like quick three hours. How far are you guys yeah. from DC? Three hours. A hot like minute. three and a half hours. Three. A hot minute. Oh right? Like, like, why is that? Like, it's a long <laughs> drive, but it don't feel like that. <laughs> we. Yeah, I went to school with a lot of people. And you go home the same day? Oh like yeah. I stay like two days. <laughs> stay like two days. Okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. I have. Um, that makes sense. Friends who live up there that went to college with me, so I'll be up there. Just you know. Yeah, I'm not a day trip. I, I couldn't do no day trip to DC. I'd have to. Um, no, no. I gotta stay at somebody's house. I, just... I hate driving to DC. I hate driving to Korea. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't I would hate driving, driving to DC from here. But it don't feel so bad. The other week, and I thought it was it. Okay, you back. Yo! I need a phone. I'm not giving me any phone. This is crazy. It's all right. You must accept it. You have to black out. But, okay. Can <laughs> <laughs> I stop recording? Oh, sorry. You be- Wait, what? Uh, what happened? No, I was saying, like, are we still going? <laughs> no, but it's up to you. Oh, I mean, it's yeah. Up to you. 
I don't care. We gotta do a sign off. Oh, this yeah. has been another episode of Oh okay, My Hello with Autonomous okay. Birth. I'm Tasha. I like to say that the person that was lagging is the person who started this. <laughs> but this is no, nope, no, nope, no, nope, no, nope, no. Nope, too late. It's done now. It's done now. This is Adriana. I am Nigel. Thank you guys for listening. She looks so bad. Please, I'm gonna start a GoFundMe. Let's pray that she get a new phone. I'm gonna start a GoFundMe. I think she said. Start a new phone. <laughs>